baby! Woo! For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us. And binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the Force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. feeling about this. Welcome to episode 86 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And we have a very special guest this I got my two best friends <laughs> podcasting with me today. I got old beautiful brown eyes on Skype. Good to have him back. I got old beautiful blue eyes, the love of my life. My favorite person in the world, Mrs. Jessie McGarity. Sometimes green. They change. Right now they're <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Tomorrow they might be Return of the Jedi. Yeah. You never know. So A little bit of mystery. It's good to see you, Jessie. You as well. Or... See you now. I can wave. See you from afar. No, I understand. It's good talking. Pause is stealing Will. He, he decided he's going to like just. Pause never broadcasts. I never Pause. do the camera. Yeah, I know. He doesn't. I don't. Like I do, people. and I do it every time. I don't know. I don't like people looking at me. I think I'm. If I could be mean. invisible and you could invade, date the invisible visible man, that would be my preference. Uh, Why? I don't know if I would like that. I don't like being seen. Well, guys. We got business this week to give you, and there's a lot of business, so please excuse me while I slip you the big business. And let me tell you, you know how much I love the business. Yes, we even got a comment from our boy Patrick Braun Frisco about how much you love when I give you the business. That's what I was going to bring up. I was like, we got some love from Patrick Braun Frisco about how much I like the business. And let me tell you, sir, I love the business. I love it when Hawes gives the business. I love it, too. First and foremost, we are very proud to be part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. If I could woo, I would woo. Woo. You have no idea (laughs) how excited I am. Yes, yes. And we are on there with such titans of Star Wars podcasting as Now This Is Podcasting's, or Making Star Wars, Now This Is Podcasting, Steel Wars, Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. Which I oh. listened to this week. Not bad. Uh, Cantina <laughs> Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, The Cargo boom. Hold, and First Order Transmissions. Boom and a boom. And uh, yeah, Will wasn't able to make it last week. He's been uh, on sabbatical in exotic locations. Hunting you know me. for fortune and glory. So 
I'm glad to have my boy here to soak in the goodness. Moving I'm so excited. Up. And when I heard, I was ecstatic. And like, it comes with a couple thank yous. Like, first off, thank you to you know making Star Wars for having us be a part of their family, and thank you to you Hawes for working so hard on this podcast every you know single week. Beyond, you know, I know it consumes a lot of your time, and thank you to every single one of our listeners that helped us become part of the Making Star Wars Network. So, well, thanks, buddy. Um, secondly, if you want to like us on Facebook, you can at facebook.com/slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod, and you can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have two. That's right, two new shirt designs in our T Public store at tpublic.com slash user slash Blue Harvest Podcast. We got the now classic samurai design by Evan Which is Michelis. sweet. It's so cool. I love that. It's I have so new awesome. mugs coming in. New mugs. I'm really excited. He's <laughs> so talented. Featuring the incredible logo artwork by Ben Layton. Taking two incredible Star Wars artists and smooshing them together. It's a smoosh. Now, it's like if you had to say hill and mountain, what would you say? Himalountain. Himalountain. Uh, now, that being said, the old samurai design with the old Blue Harvest logo, I'm going to leave that up on the store for one more month. If anybody wants one, and by no means and I'm, am I saying you have to get one, but if you want one before it's gone, you have a month. Um, we just want to start pushing the new logo as our sole sort of branding for the Phase podcast. Phase two. <clears throat> Since it's so badass. They're all $14 right now. Yes, too. everything is on sale right now for the next couple of days. Um, T Public's having a sale. And just so you guys know, anytime I upload a new design, it's on sale automatically for 48 hours. So check it out. We also, if samurais freak you out, if you have badassophobia, we also have the shirt with just Ben's awesome logo on it. Is there anyone that's scared of samurais? I guarantee like, it. As a Really? Ninjas. I mean, maybe I guess the costume could be scary. You know, whatever. Maybe they saw Seven Samurai when they were a kid and it really freaked them out. I mean, I guess it's oh, like wow. clowns or something, you know. It's just something that you saw as a child that sort of rubbed you the wrong way. Maybe literally. Now. Whoa. Somebody got felt up by a samurai and Whoa. now they have repressed memories. <laughs> oh, dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> dark. Starting out strong. <laughs> Maybe this episode should be called Felt Up by a Samurai. <laughs> Always wondering what I'm going to call these episodes as we're recording them. I now, wonder if that's what those dreams meant. <laughs> wait. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just joking. Oh. Like cut that out. <laughs> um, now, we got two last pieces of business. This week, I was fortunate enough to guest host on a podcast called The Sith List with my buddies Araj and Boo, and uh, it was a good time. I'm on episode 24 and 25 because I couldn't shut the fuck up, so they had to split it into two episodes, but it's really cool. You, those wanna... dudes are really nice. They yeah. are very, very nice. You got to go on there with me sometime, Will. It's such. I a would good love time. to. I'd we, love to hang out with those guys. We got to talk about all kinds of non-Star Wars related stuff. X Men. Oh, you Game know of I'm Thrones, a sucker for that. Like uh, I love Star movies. Wars. That's yeah. why we're here. But so, I tangent so hard all the time. Yeah, that's what I um, took away from that. Is I haven't said it on Twitter yet because I'm never really on there. But I'm gonna start listening to that podcast because I really I, I thought it was really good. So good job, guys. It was good. I I enjoyed listening via 
Pause sitting beside me recording. <laughs> and uh, let me just say, uh, Araj and Boo, she doesn't even listen to my podcast. So I do too. Whenever back the hell off, do, you old smoothies. I do listen to your podcast. I was about to say, you I got don't, a, a one well, up from the GF. Hmm? <laughs> you got, they got an endorsement from the girlfriend. That's epic. That is epic. Um, you should trust her opinion way more than mine, guys. She is much smarter and much more level headed. Oh, and I wouldn't say that at all. Much more level-headed? Come on. You're the <laughs> level-headed one out of us. Secondly, uh, now by the time this comes out, we will already have recorded, but it will probably be up on the feed, his feed soon. I will be guesting on the Steel Wars call-in show tomorrow, which is Friday. That's so, going to be sick. Uh, yeah, buddy. If you're free, you should call in. Right on. What time? I'll send you, the, I'll send you all the information. Right on. Um, and that's a good time talking with steel and, and whoever calls in. So, uh, that's the business. And, uh, we got something pretty big to talk about this week. Star Wars news wise. What's that? Episode eight has a fucking title. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like the, uh, well, I like the red and it looks neat. Okay. Sorry. I had to get hydrated. Jesse and right. I had some. I knew that's what was happening. I knew you were taking a long draw on a tasty <laughs> beverage. Tasty Arnold Palmer. Jesse mm. and I had to, uh, or didn't have to, we uh, had some fucking spicy-ass Nashville hot chicken for dinner tonight. So Really? Was I'm it good? Thirsty. That was real good. Did you have pickles with it? Of course. Not, no. Come with biscuits well, or white bread? White bread. I don't white eat the bread, bread or the pickles. I had uh, two wings and a breast, hot, spicy fries. And pimento mac and cheese, and it was glorious. Couldn't finish Sounds it all, incredible. but man, it was good. Good um, job. Where's that from? Hattie B's. Hattie B's. Right I knew down. that. You never the went hot there. Place. Like whenever, as is literally right down the road from work. It's good. Yep. Good spot for hot chicken. It's all right. It's pretty. In case good. any of you don't know, hot chicken is where you like you fry chicken, but there's some sort of sauce that goes on it in the end. No, and I'm no, not no, sure no. If they fry it's it in a, the hot oil. Like it's the different all, oils are spicy, it, right? It's oh, yeah. all in the bra- uh, It's all in the batter and in the oil. They they it's a combination. Well, and then they because roll you, it yeah, okay. in uh, seasoning after, depending on how spicy you want it. They roll it in like cayenne pepper and stuff. But I know, uh, you know, like one of the best ways to get something really spicy is to fry it in oil that's been oh. fried with like peppers. So the oil itself has capsaicin all the way through it, which is what makes it spicy. It's really fucking spicy, but it's good. I love spicy. Yeah, yeah. it's not like buffalo wing spicy. No. It's a different type of spicy, really. It's sort of a sweet, spicy, really spicy. Like I was... I mean, and they have melt your face off hot. Yeah, like, we didn't get that. Oh, I've tried that before. And typically, I'm a like all in with the spicy. The crust was so thick of like cayenne and red pepper flakes that I, I like... I could get through about half of it. That I was like, I can't. At do that it point, anymore. it's like, why? Right. You gotta exactly. burn your taste buds right. out. I did. And you're not gonna taste anything. It didn't for taste like, an like hour. anything at all. It just tasted like fucking fire, which hot. yeah. Yep. But go hot, not damn hot. That's what I right. discovered. You just right. go with their normal hot. It was. Uh, it was so. She let me try it. It was so spicy that it made me physically ill. It, it'll make you start sweating. It's what it does to me. It makes me. It flushes me like I. Yeah. You know, the stars. So, back to the issue at hand. Trying to talk about this before you guys sorry. went on the hot sorry. chicken rant. I Nashville hot chicken uh, but you know, you're talking to a chef. Like, oh, I know. You can't. You can't. I gave you the business on where you went for the. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, coming out December 15th this year. We already knew the release date, but now we know the title. Um, Will was I think I, that's incredible. Will, was uh, I the uh, first one to tell you the title? Did I break that news, or did you see it somewhere else first? Yeah, I found it on the news. I'm, I gotcha. Lately, I'm a news peruser, and I found it online first. Right and on. then I, I, I knew that you and I were going to immediately have to talk about it. And then you, like, a couple minutes later, there you were. And it's like, it's perfect. So, yeah, what do you, uh, we'll go Will first and then Jesse. What do you think about the title as a whole? Um, I think it's, it's nice. It's appropriate. It's cutting to the chase. You know, it's, it's going to be the story of The Last Jedi. Like, and regardless of whether he passes it on or what happens to him it, uh, that story i feel like this next story is the story of luke skywalker you know which i'm all about so that's what you feel like the last jedi is referring to luke i do that is that is one of my favorite things about star wars is they can do something as simple as just put out a title that's three words and there is an intense crazy amount of debate that comes from just hearing the last jedi but if, and I think like the reason it's so to the point is because it's two sided, you know. If Luke passes that on, you know, she Ray may be the last Jedi until the next movie. Like there may, you know, Jedi right. Order may stay small. This movie, <laughs> it may be the story of Luke and how the next Last Jedi becomes well carries the mantle. There's a few things to keep in mind. Um, Jedi can be plural, so right. He and, and Ray could be the last Jedi. I think you could almost take it more literal and be like, he's the last Jedi because Rey isn't technically a Jedi yet. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I yeah, doubt we're, I'm especially if it picks up right after uh, episode seven, I doubt it's going to be, I doubt she's going to get all of her Jedi training this movie, you know? Uh, secondly, in The Force Awakens, they refer to Luke as the last Jedi twice. Once in the opening crawl, and Snoke refers to him as the last Jedi. Um, so I think it's pretty obvious that it's talking about Luke. I think yeah. I think it's a way, you know, it's a strong title. I think it's very, very strong. Um, in in some ways, I guess I'm a little not disappointed, but just a little surprised and like uh, a little oh that it doesn't sort of follow the four word. Empire Strikes, The Empire Strikes Back, Attack of the Clones sort of structure, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you right now, if, if this was George Lucas's episode eight, it would have been four words. Like, he would have mirrored that again. Right. Um, what do you think about the title? I don't like to judge a movie by its title. <laughs> oh, come no, on. No, I want to wait until... I mean, I don't know what it's going to be. You got to You got to see the story. I feel like maybe... Uh, Ray is not going to be exactly a Jedi. It could be something a little bit unique and different, you know. And so, yeah, it's sort of a different they, era. You know. But I do. I mean, most likely it's Luke. I understand your skepticism. I just, it, I, it's fine. I'm not like. But I don't oh, think no. you're going to be disappointed. Well, what I'm saying is, never have I just heard a movie title reveal and been like, "That is the best thing in the world" because okay, it's just on. a title. You never thought about that. You never thought that with like a new Harry Potter book title. You weren't ever like, oh, the Deathly Hollows. Fuck yeah, the Deathly Hollows. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't even know what those hollows are, but fuck yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a little different. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah. Okay. See? So you can sort well, of see where yeah, we're coming I from. Yeah, because I guess I did look up titles like early. It's just, um, I've never you heard didn't a hear. movie title. You never heard The Half-Blood Prince and been like, who's The Half-Blood Prince? That's a better example. That's a good yeah, example. Yeah, but only for like a, a day. And then I'm like, meh, uh, I'll see when the book yeah. comes out. Yeah, I get you. Wait and see, and then I'll read it. But you don't have any feelings on the title. You don't think it sounds cool. You don't think it sounds lame. Oh, I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's fine. That's really more. I was like not disappointed or blown away by it. I was just like, all right, we'll see. We'll see what the movie is. I think they could. She was like, hmm, appropriate. I like the Force Awakens better. Okay, I got that quite a bit better actually. It does open the door. Very epic. The Last Jedi. I just, I don't know. It just was like uh, all right to me. Like, I, I like the like, all right about it. I maybe that's kind of like sad. A, it is kind of yeah. sad and ominous. I think it's. Uh, I like it. This whole thing people are doing where they're like line up the two titles: The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. Yeah. And I think that's kind of yeah. Neat. Yeah. Do I wonder you, if the third one will make will a have, will yeah. complete the sentence. No, that sure, would be neat. Though. But I don't know what. What? How would you complete that sentence? You know what I feel like. I What's feel that? like this is the one that's going to be the jump. What do you mean by the jump? From a traditional what you know as Star Wars, like this, yeah. the Force Awakens took a step in that direction. But I mean, it was it was Star almost, Wars. It was Star Wars, yo. Yeah, I think and we're I in think, for something different and ultimate, probably. Pretty special with episode eight with the director. And that's the feeling that I got. Yeah, um, and, but I feel like it's not going to be as much like the traditional Star Wars film that you've seen. It's gonna it's gonna have its own life and its own story because this this is the moment that J.J. Abrams gave up telling or helped yes. tell, Se- help set know. up in an awesome big bad way. Right, because you have to inter- introduce people back in to the whole mm-hmm. universe and then. You can bring in your your own story, and I mean, maybe that was a smart move to go with Rogue One in between because it already introduced another aspect of that same world that you can sort of put yeah. in a different concept. And and, and I agree with what you're saying, Jesse, and uh, and a lot of people are saying it online that maybe what Luke and Ray build together will not. They'll still be Jedi, quote unquote, but it'll be something different. Like right. it'll evolve. Something unique that comes from those teachings. And like he was a right. Jedi and he's now sort of like evolved to a higher form of Jedi. Right. Instead of, like, you know, he's reached and his nirvana. I think that's a, a huge, you know, Luke was the evolution of the previous Jedi Order. You know, Luke right. was the result of Obi Wan and Yoda having to spend. 20 years in solitude you, you know reflecting on how their order was perhaps closed-minded right. and some ways. we we've seen that at least his first crack at rebuilding the jedi order did not go as did well. not bode well for those jedi right so clearly there's some changes that need to be made um but i'm real excited about the prospect of that and they have they have been introducing through Rebels and Rogue One and everything else, Force-sensitive people that aren't Jedi. You have the Bindu on Rebels. You have Ahsoka on Rebels. Right. You have um, Chirrut in the Guardian of Guardians of the Wills in Rogue One. So it looks like, you know, 
I I am also sort of I guess cynical in saying that I don't ever foresee a point when Disney is going to be like, yeah, let's just get rid of that whole term Jedi, one of the strongest, most pop culturally significant terms in Star. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Jedi is synonymous synonymous with Star Wars. Han Solo right. is synonymous right. with Star Wars. Well, Lightsabers. That's like saying. I mean. I doubt we see a lightsaber in Han Solo, but it's like saying that they'll uh, stop doing lightsabers altogether in Star Wars movies, that we'll get to a point where we just never see lightsabers right. again. I don't see that happening either. You can't, because that's the quintessential fight in the universe, the balance of good and evil. You know, Jedi versus Sith. Like, it's a it's a yin-yang that you can't escape. You can't, I mean, like, and you, I guess you could evolve it, but... Right. Jedis are, by definition, knights. They are Jedi Knights, and in within the Force-wielding universe, there are things the equivalent to monks or sages, you know, I, I consider, and those beings that exist outside of there are supplementary. They're still powerful beings in the storytelling of it, but they're, I, they play more like monkly or sagely type roles right in the universe, like with the Force. All right, so... I feel. We gotta address it and see what you guys think. Uh, that This is the other thing that's been... So widely debated. Do you? We'll start with you, my love. Do you believe? Have you seen the like the title treatment for it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's red. any significance between behind the Star Wars being in red? Um. I don't know. I feel like I like it aesthetically, but like it looks nice with the. The star and the yellow title or the white title, rather. Yeah, I like the red. But I don't don't know if there's significance to it. Like, I feel like that's just reading too much into it right now. I think so, too. Maybe it does, but you'll have to see that after the movie comes out. If there is any significance to the red, I think it's solely that this movie is going to be a little darker. You know what I mean? Right. And red is sort of... I can see associated that. with the bad guys in Star Wars, mm-hmm. but I don't think you know. A lot of people are freaking out. They're saying, "Oh, the Last Jedi, the titles in red, Luke's gonna die." Once mm-hmm. again, the cynic in me says, "Even if Luke originally was gonna die in Episode Eight, I bet they changed that because they don't want an I Episode Nine where you're going in without Mark Hamill yeah. and Carrie Fisher." I would guess it, that, and you know, unless you lost him, right? I don't, I don't think, I don't foresee that happening because. You deprived us so of him in Seven. The Force Awakens. They better, I, yeah, that's you, what I'm you saying. You got to pay off in eight and nine. See that, like, you got to have him for the last two. Like, I'm, and whether you send him off into the old dusty trail, you know, I don't care. Send him off into the sunset, the galactic sunset. That's fine with me. He doesn't have to die. But if he does, it better be at the end of the ninth movie or like, yeah, it, at and the, it, the yeah. climax. You know, it, it's got to be. I agree with that. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying that they wouldn't, wouldn't kill Luke. Don't do it in eight, please, guys. Please, right. guys, don't Just do it wait. in eight. You can. I'd rather you not do it in nine, but if you got to do it in nine, do it in nine. But man, if you want to talk, like Han Solo tore me up real bad. Both of I was in between the right. two of you when that happened. When right. I saw that for the first time, Jesse started rubbing my back like, it's going to be okay. It's just a movie. <laughs> and Harrison Ford is still alive. I know. You know like, I you're know. crying like the Harrison Ford is dead too. Like I know. you were double booing. I was, I was, but Luke, 
Luke, yikes. Dude, don't take, yeah, exactly. That would devastate us as a fan base. Like, yeah. if he's in the first half of eight and dies and passes it on, I'll be like, I'm so disappointed. And I don't, I don't want to ever say that in a Star Wars movie. But, um, And, you know, the thing is, is it would be doubly bad if they hadn't set us up with such a, a solid cast of next generation people. You know what I mean? Like, if Luke has to go and it's left to Ray, Finn, and Poe, okay, awesome. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. me, all these people that want to hate on The Force Awakens now are forgetting one very fucking awesome thing about that movie, and it's those three characters, Finn, Ray, and Poe. They did such an excellent job introducing us to the next generation of characters. Like They immediately sort of fit in to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why do they earn their hate? stripes instantly? Why do people hate on the Force Awakens now? It's not. I'm not saying it's everybody, but there is definitely sort of a vocal minority that's like, "No rehash." Oh, I'm so excited. Rogue One is coming out. It's so. It's going to be so much better than the Force right. Awakens. Oh, really? And then Force Awakens and A New Hope are the same movie. And then when fucking oh, okay. when yeah. Episode Eight comes out, they're going to be like, "Oh, fuck Force Awakens and Rogue One. This one's going to." You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Fair it's weather just, fans. Yeah. You know, and Why don't you just or to the point like snobs. Yeah, like you've been around so long, right? You know, it, nothing can top the vintage stuff for you. You know, you know, you're just a snob at that point. Uh, do you have on demand on your cable system, Will? Um, like can you... I don't think so. Okay, but I, I can. Hey, I mean, I I don't mess with that kind of stuff, so I can. You should check and see if. Trials of the Darksaber, the newest Rebels, is available for you to watch somehow. Yeah. Man, was it good. See, like that, I'm, I'm disappointed to. because I've been so busy that I haven't watched it We'll either. catch up. I know. Like, I'm, we'll catch up this weekend. I want to watch it. It's so good. Um, so that's the problem, though, is like, I don't always want to watch it. It's so, like, I never know <laughs> you well, tr- trust you me on this one. I know. Time, I want to so see it this one. It I, may I be my favorite see, episode. Like, I like Sabine, and it seems like you know, it seems like it'll be a good one. But. Um, and lastly, in a little bit of Star Wars, did you did you have do either of you have anything you want to add to the title discussion? I I just think it's appropriate. I think it's going to be epic. I've I've said a couple of times now. It's the with first, the red color. I can't the, call it either way, but it's going to be awesome. It's the first one that I didn't sort of have to roll around in my brain for a while and get a handle on to like like because i mean when i was young i'm a kid like and i I was old enough to have seen the star wars already like i was a teenager you know right 11 like 10 11 12 somewhere in there and they the special editions i mean not the special edition the new the the prequel prequel edition the phantom menace yeah like like as a kid having to wrap my head around the Phantom Menace. That is a like, weird name. That's, a, that's uh, and I'm like, name. who is it? Who is the Phantom Menace? Like, and I, 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 as the older I get, I put together that it's Palpatine and the Sith. Like, well, yeah, exactly. It's like Phantom. a bigger thing than it's not like one. But specific. it's again, it's a, it's a Star Wars. I mean, in you, you know, double sided, double edged sword again because it could mean Anakin. You know, he could be the Phantom Menace. Like, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, these are all really good points. Um, but the 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 last Jedi is the first one where I was like, right on, yeah, that's Episode Eight, the last yeah. Jedi. Let's do this. It, it it fit where it was supposed to. There was a spot made for that, and it went right in there. Hmm. 
Um, two small pieces of news before we roll on. We've got lots of emails and voice messages this week, so I want to get to those. Right um, two Paul, small pieces of news. They announced two books today. There is a prequel Jin book. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's backstory that. of Jin. And there's Guardians of the Wills. Oh. Backstory on Chirrut and Bays. Yeah, I want to read both of those. Uh, both of those sound right up my alley. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just unfortunate. Like I think that's going to be how those characters are flushed out. Like, I, you know, I don't foresee, unfortunately, a Guardians of the Wills movie or yeah. a, another, definitely not another Jin movie. But so, how awesome would that be? Because this is how be? they're rebuilding the entire, yeah. like, extended universe. They have to, like, do this, and then they can branch, 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 and then make their own new stories all yeah. around based on the different spinoffs movie- movies that they do. I have... Dude, you make a Churton Bay's anime, you're oh, that would be cool. money yeah. all day, son. Well, they can do all sorts of little funky stuff like mm. that with Netflix and all that kind of stuff now. Yeah. I mean, how many new shows has netflix put out uh, this a lot. fucking year i mean like, anything that you want to watch possible it's like netflix is just throwing a lot of money at it so uh, which is great for us uh, just in general i don't mean from a star wars fan perspective but like i th- i think we just got to give it time i think you give it enough time we will start seeing uh shows and animated series and netflix series and more stuff pop up right um before we get to everybody's favorite part of the email segment now when I blast my favorite song of all time in your headphones. We got an email in. Last week, we uh, Steve Cobra and I were discussing what we could call Steve Mack, the guy who does the Kia D song. And I right. said, I don't like Steve Mack because it reminds me of dad jeans. Right. And we were saying Boston Steve, Steve from Boston, et cetera, et cetera. A wonderful fucking listener wrote in with the best idea, which I passed along to our buddy Steve, and he approves. Let me read this message to you real quick. This is fucking genius. Hey, Halls and Company. I've been listening since you and Will first brought up Klee Glars. Spell check. Costume. I enjoy the show. All the Kia D. Monday talk and hearing you try to come up with a name for the Steves. How about... Steve Adi Mundy. Steve Adi. You pick who gets that badass name. Sorry, though. I got nothing for the other Steve. Keep up the good work. Congrats on getting with Making Star Wars. John from Seattle. So, from this point on, my buddy Steve Crothy, who does the opening theme song with his band Stoned Cobra. Steve Cobra. Steve Cobra. Steve Mack. Who provided the amazing Kia D cockhead song? Will from henceforth on forth on this podcast be known as Steve A D Mundy? Well, you gotta. Call I think him that's Steve incredibly appropriate. Steve A D, Steve A D, Steve A D Mundy. You know, <clears throat> we'll just play it play it by ear. Right, that's a mouthful. Yeah. yeah, well, have you seen Kia D's head? And I think that is, my lady just led me into the perfect fucking segment. Kia D! Kia D! Kia D! Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box Kia D! Cockhead! Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead! He's a big Surian stud. 
loves to split chicks with his pun. Kitty Cockhead to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty Cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead. I want that played at my funeral. I'm <laughs> that shit's going to be stuck in my head for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling both of you guys this right now so you can make that happen. Dude, I'm going to play that at your funeral, and the rest of your family will hate me for, you know, till the yeah. end of time. No. Oh, his mom will be cool. But I'll it? play it. You better believe I'll play it. You uh, you just make sure that uh, everybody goes, cockhead. Hallsberger, <laughs> 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 cockhead. That's what I wanted to say on my tombstone or on my urn. <laughs> cockhead. No. no. Can't do that. Gotta, I want to get a, like a little urn, like like yay big, like what? How big would you say? Like three inches big. <laughs> that's just Kia D's head. That's got my ashes in it, and you got to wear it like a medallion, baby. Uh, no, this no. is what you do. You, you put know it that, in your will. I think that's creepy, right? Like I don't. I think it's weird when. Be, uh, no, I'm not gonna go there because like that's sort of like personal. If people want to keep ashes and stuff. I want my. That's I'm just, not joking. I want. I want you to keep some, and I want you to shoot the rest in the space. But why do you want me to keep Drop some? the mic. I think I think once I die and get cremated, you'll be like, yeah, maybe I want to keep a, a little bit. Uh, that weirds me out. Oh, I, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. It's keeping ashes of people. I, th- it weirds me out. Any any time that I've known someone that that urn I'm over sorry, there, I know that that's I know that that is disrespectful and sort of messed up, like to say All that right, it well. like. Weirds me out when people have ashes in their house. I guess fucking. Like, I basically, I would just prefer some Like, I don't care. Like, scatter my ashes somewhere. That's just I guess just I shoot like, some of them in space and send the rest to Johnny Grosso. Maybe he'll fucking appreciate oh, it. Oh, no, that's not. Uh, it's, uh, I'll keep some. I'll just, just put it somewhere you. that I don't think about <laughs> it. In the closet? It'll scare me. All right. I'll feel like you wouldn't send me any of your ashes? I'm, I'm offended. Well, you're you're head of NASA development to shoot my ashes in space. Who do you think I'm putting the shooting of the ashes in I'll space? I'll take all of your ashes <laughs> to space myself. I'll go to Dude, space. Dude, I'd go to space. The there you go. No doubt. Well, first up, we have a first-time emailer. Our buddy James. Hey guys. I'm a long-time listener, first-time emailer. Congrats on being part of the Making Star Wars Network. You should know that Blue Harvest is, at least in my opinion, the most interesting Star Wars podcast that I've heard. Well, thank you. I do not mean to disrespect the other making Star Wars podcasts, but none of them hold my attention like you through the whole length, oh, like you guys on Blue Blue Harvest. So anyways, congrats and keep doing what you're doing, both on Blue Harvest and on Rogue One, a podcast for people that think they're winners. Or, I mean, they are winners. <laughs> uh, never mind, Hall's edit that out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think he gets it. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to talk a bit about Star Wars music. Do you think there is any possibility of a future Star Wars movie utilizing something other than orchestral music? And do you think that this could work for most fans? Perhaps I'm biased. I'm a big metal fan. Me too, buddy. 
but I would have been pretty stoked to watch Darth Vader chop down those rebels to the sound of some stoned fucking cobra. That's right, there is one. There is a one-man Stone Cobra fan club up here in Pittsburgh, and I have you gentlemen to thank you for introducing me to it. And yes, you can take credit for an album sale on Bandcamp. Yeah, Fuck yeah, I like that. Stone Cobra, if you ever get a chance to come to Birmingham, you should see <laughs> Stone Cobra live because you'll appreciate them much better. They they do a really good live show on top of already being a awesome band to listen to anyone who can come to birmingham alabama check out Stone they're Cobra. going on tour soon they're gonna play at the nick on friday <laughs> back to the original question what do you think about non-orchestral music in star wars michael giacchino pushed slightly astray with the string solo in jen urso and hope suite and i thought it was fantastic despite not really making it into the film Another example is the oboe solo in Across the Stars. Coincidentally, these are my favorite pieces of Star Wars music when listened to out of the context of the movie. Sorry for the excessive diatribes. Brevity is usually my strong suit. I'll keep it shorter next time. Jim in Pittsburgh. 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 Having a stroke. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I think those Ashes plans are going to be coming into play a lot sooner than I was hoping. She's going to be like, Will, you heard him say that, right? Yeah, I totally heard it. Can I, okay, so back to that, though. I'm sorry to interrupt your email, but can I turn you into, like, a gym and just, like, put it on, like, some a ring or something? And then, yeah, and then I'll think about that less, like, that. Type nipple ring? Like, no, don't. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if yeah. you had to get, get a nipple ring with, like, a little diamond halls in it? Whoa. Yep. Yep. Whoa. Be always be on your boob. That's a really just, good idea. I think that's, a, just, that's a cool place to spend forever. You think I'm just I mean, thinking about your boob? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. That's fine. Okay. That's, I'll do that. That's a better idea. That's a better deal. Hey, you heard it here first, guys. I'm going to be on a piece of nipple jewelry on my lady. You're going to be compressed into a gym. Yeah. Just having ashes around is like, like Steven I would Universe. rather like grow a tree or like turn it into a gym or something better yeah, but what than if you, ashes. What if you turn me into a tree and then you're like, I'm moving. And then I'm just a tree out <laughs> in the backyard all by myself like, don't go. <laughs> That's me waving my my limbs. Don't go. Odds are she puts you into a gym and it becomes a necklace and then you give some evil witch powers or something like that. Oh, well, if you like. Because your soul is so black. Through, if you haunt me through the gym, then that's no deal. I would never like, haunt you. <laughs> okay. Not in a bad way. Yeah. You'd just wake up and feel like a big fat hairy guy was spooning you in the middle of the night. And that'd I'd be haunt me. your dreams. He just told you he'd haunt your dreams. And then like you'd wake up you'd be, and you'd be like, I swear I felt like somebody was fucking spooning me. And I'd just be like, crippled ghost, ghost, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Um, back to our buddy James's question. I'm sorry. So I, as far as movies go, I think we will probably continue to get similar style Star Wars music with some variation, but I think it will always pretty much be sort of in that orchestral vein. I honestly, as big of a metal fan as I am, I don't know how I would feel about like some fucking black metal or some doom metal playing during a Star Wars movie, you know? Yeah. Now, I couldn't you see like the Han Solo movie with like old school rock and dude, roll though? Well, dude, that's the I've, thing. Were you about to say something similar, Will? That is, uh, she, she, yeah, she jumped on it like it was perfect. I was like, that's exactly what I would imagine. There are, if there are two ways it'll movie. shake out. 
Like Rogue One was the Star Wars movie that, oh, it wasn't about Jedi or, you know, whatever. It wasn't in the canon. There'll be a movie that's like, oh, this is the first movie that doesn't have, you know, Star Warsy music and not, or all orchestral. Like, it'll happen. But I, and if they don't do it in Han Solo, they'll do it in another story that they like that's non-canon related. But you mean non-like episodic related? Yeah, classic that's what rock I mean. and Sorry, the Han Solo episodic. movie is the way to go, though. That yeah, would be- but see, this is the thing. I, I don't want any Earth. Like, I don't. As funny as it would be to me for like young Han Solo, Lando, and Chewie to go into the cockpit and kick on the the thing and like slow ride, darn it, it, start playing. I don't want that. I don't want real known. You know what I'm saying? I don't want yeah. it to be like Guardians of the Galaxy in that regard. Where like, you know, like, uh, ooga chaka, ooga chaka. Really I can't me. stop this feeling <laughs> deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize I'm ashes, diamonds on your boobie. <laughs> um, now, <clears throat> when it comes to like the animated shows, like Kevin Kiner, the guy who does the music for Rebels, in Clone Wars, I felt like he did it more in Clone Wars where there was like a little guitar here and there and stuff like that. So I could see it varying up a little bit, but I definitely don't ever see it being some sort of lyrical music, like music with lyrics, unless it's sort of Duel of the Fatesy where it's like, I don't know, is that Gregorian chanting? Not really. But mm. but there is like, you know, there's vocal performance in that. Yeah. Um, I agree with him, though it is my least favorite Star Wars movie. Probably one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars music comes from Attack of the Clones, and it's Across the Stars. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, all right. <laughs> Next up, we got a voicemail from our buddy Richie and Bastin. What's up, Haas and Will, my Blue Harvest brothers? This is your buddy Richie. Hey, listen, guys. I have to fucking get something off my chest. You want to talk about igniting the purple, throbbing penis, fucking whatever you want to call it? Holy shit, am I fucking excited. I have had, the the last three days have been fucking, you, you ever go on like one of those like winning streaks where you feel like you're just winning at life? Like maybe you're getting fucking blown while you're watching your favorite Star Wars movie or something. You're like, I am on a fucking winning streak. This is fantastic. <laughs> so Saturday, I watched Rebels right before I went out with a buddy of mine because I got the oh. app. And, Don't tell uh, me got blown. Dude, <laughs> fucking incredible. I mean, that, that little animation sequence they pulled straight out of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Um, there's your fucking TV show, dude. Like, get that lined up. Let's get that shit going. Mando fucking Jedi, complete with backstory. You have conflict. You can make a complex character with inner conflict in this fucking thing. Like, he's all fucking pissed off because he's got an inner Mandalorian nature that's one way and a Jedi nature that's another way. I mean, let's go. Sign me up. Mando Jedi TV show. Do it up. And then fucking Sunday was the AFC championship game. And hello, my fucking Patriots kicked ass again with Tom Brady, the greatest fucking quarterback 
of all time. Don't fucking argue with that. I don't want to hear any of you haters say anything because they are weighing his balls now and they are fucking solid gold. And then we got the fucking, the new title for Star Wars on Monday. Holy shit. The Last Jedi, I fucking came. I mean, this is fucking awesome. Throbbing penis, like, Kiati Mundi in my fucking pants. I'm going to have a fourth child in nine months at the rate I'm going, because my fucking midichlorian count is high. This is fantastic. As you can tell, I'm a little fucking hyped up with all the Star Wars shit. And my fucking patriots. So, a couple last words for my boys. Tom fucking Brady. All right, guys, take care. <laughs> I think Richie might think that Tom Brady is the last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what's funny is I was talking to Richie one time, and you know, there's that. Have you seen Ted Two? Will yes. You know that part where they sneak into Tom Brady's house to jerk him off. And that part yeah. is really funny in the movie. It is, and Richie was like, "Oh, that would totally be me." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got you, buddy. You know, I got that whole thing for Harrison Ford and Ben Affleck. You know, yeah, being a being an A list movie star sandwich, a hall sandwich. They're the only people bread. on your on your list of like <laughs> celebrities. No, that... no, those would just be the two dudes that were that were like, you know, hey, I, I could really use a hand job, and <laughs> do you think you'd help me out? And I'd be like, I got to check with Jesse real quick, and I and I know she knows I'm not gay. And that, I, but I, it's Ben Affleck and Harrison Ford. If it was at He'd the same like, time, you, sir, absolutely. Okay. So, what if they wanted me to give him a hand job? Oh, she just complicated it to like the nth degree. Is that okay? I felt the air leave the room. It was like, <laughs> if you're willing to give him a hand job, yeah. But you know, I wouldn't really give Ben Affleck and Harrison Ford a hand job. <laughs> what if they really really wanted one can either of them get me in star wars i'd, I'd just buy I mean, the man buy the man a handy J. say good good for you sir no he really wants it from you personally <laughs> there's something about you i don't know what it is look me in the eyes <laughs> So yeah, well, in the newest Rebel uh, episode of Rebels, <laughs> you remember the dark saber from Clone Wars? Yeah, we got some awesome backstory on it. Really? Apparently, is that that's what you're telling me to watch? Yes, uh, I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and go ahead and spoil it. It's fine. It's, it, this is by no means a spoiler no, for the fine. episode. As no, a whole. you can like. So the dark saber's origins was it was built by a guy named Tar Vizsla the first Mandalorian Jedi. And when he died, they kept it in the Jedi temple until Mandalorians broke in and took it out. And then they used that as like a symbol of power to, you know, unite all the different Mandalorian clans and take, you was know, he the only Mandalorian Jedi or just the first, I, they didn't specify. I mean, this was like, I'm saying this is a 22 minute show. This, this little animated sequence, Richie was talking about is literally a minute and a half, two minutes long. So is it the best part of the show? No, no. Really? I mean, I'm telling you, the performances from Tia Sakar, who played Sabine, and Freddie Prince Jr., who plays Kanan, were so great. 
And I don't say that about cartoons normally, especially Rebels, but man, so great. It was, in my opinion, a perfect Rebels episode. Ezra didn't annoy me once. There was none of that weird sort of Disney slapstick that they can do sometimes. And I know not every episode can be like this, but if they could get that quality, man. You know what annoys me most about Rebels? What's that? The breaks for Disney mm-hmm. XD. When they say, well, I have to go to Tashi Station. <laughs> Get oh. another p- power converter. Hey, it's a commercial break. You got time to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. And then two more eggs, oh, two more eggs. It's so stupid. <laughs> That's why I, I wait. I typically wait until Sunday to watch them or, or Monday because they're on demand and there's mm. no commercials on demand. Right. But I had to watch this one live on mm. Saturday. And I'm not going to lie, I teared up a little. Really? I had a rough weekend, but teared up a little. It was really good. And that has yet to happen from Star uh, from Rebels. So. All right. <clears throat> Next up, we got... Holy shit. Not this email, but like two in. Th- the subject line is ashes. Oh, are you serious? No. Oh. What the... F- you're gonna hunt me through the fucking gemstone. God no, damn I'm it! No, I'm not. I would never <laughs> do that. Like you know what? Well, ne- fucking if, nipple if, ring. If, Are you serious? If either of us was gonna haunt the other, you would haunt me. I would not. You know how much you like scaring me. <laughs> no, I would just open the shower. Ooh, that sounds sometimes. good. And she would haunt you like good. Like you'd get, you know, a cup of ice on you in the shower. <laughs> no, all I would ever do is just open the shower and say. Hey, baby. <laughs> and Oz would just scream. <laughs> that would all, all, that's all it would take. You know, I don't know that if you haunted me, it would scare me. Like, I'm not joking. Go- the idea of ghosts or living in a haunted house, I'm not a fan of. It's from being a fan of horror movies as a kid. Yeah, that shit's scary. Yeah, um, I, but if it was you and I knew it was you, I don't know that it would bother me. Might make me feel better. <laughs> Be like, Jesse's here. That's cool. You want to watch Star Wars? And then changes to Garden State. <laughs> it really is, Jesse. <laughs> no, I would just like scroll through my ghost phone. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have David writing in. I believe he may be a first-time writer, too. Hey, Halls. I've been listening to Blue Harvest ever since I heard from you on Rogue One. So I can only say it's about time that you're part of the Making Star Wars po- Podcast Network. Congrats. Ever since Jason started Network, I've been introduced to so many different podcasts. Now my weeks are filled with so much Star Wars news, discussions, and lots of nonsense. It's great. Last week, you recorded with Steve, Cobra, and discussed your Guilty Pleasure albums where you mentioned Korn being one of them. I've never really looked for people who liked Korn and Star Wars together, but you're the first person I've ever heard who's openly admitted that. Good on you. (laughs) No, no way could I have admitted that even though as I type this, I'm listening to their latest album. Anyway, Korn's Life is Peachy has an acoustic version of Twist as their hidden track. And right before it starts, they yell to Jonathan Davis to use the force. It's the best overlap between the two things I liked back in the day. Korn has always been my go-to band, but I have to admit all of their new albums from when Head and David left are considered my own guilty pleasure albums. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the Je- Last Jedi title, David. So, yeah, well, uh, Steve and I talked about guilty pleasure mm. albums. <clears throat> um, and I did reveal that I've seen Korn 13, lives, 13 times live. 
Right. Yeah, that's something I never throw you under the bus for. I don't tell people that unless, uh, you know, you bring it up first. <laughs> I don't think, I don't even consider corn, corn a guilty pleasure. Steve used it as one of his. Like, yeah. sorry, I like corn. Oh, that's fine. You'll, I like a lot of things that other people don't like. It's fine. One day you and I are going to go to a corn concert whenever they come close. All right, I'll go. It'll be my 14th time. Real quick. But it has to be, we have to go to something that I like that's really bad too. Not really bad, just like something that I go you, to stuff with. You go to like Tom Petty with me or something that I'm you going hate. to. Okay. I'm taking you to Tom Petty. I've already told you that. <laughs> We're going to go see Tom Petty and I will have such a good fucking time. Oh, no. Okay. Yes, I will. Seeing you happy may get me. I'm not a huge Margo and the Nuclear So-and-So's fan, but I went and I had a good time because you were God, having a good time. that band sounds hipster. <laughs> yeah, it was like something I liked whenever I was young. I used to be super like elitist about shit like that, but... Just because I don't like Tom Petty doesn't mean I can't take you to see him who, you, who really like him. What? It'd be a good show. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Tom Petty. But... <laughs> I'd get drunk and enjoy myself. I'm going to go and have a good old time. I'll sing. Fucking, you better sing. do free falling. It's the only sing one I know. Sing all the way through the Journey concert. God bless America. Never been to Journey. But. <laughs> do you guys have, give me one guilty pleasure album or artist. One apiece. What, okay, what constitutes a guilty pleasure album? Like I just, something that you listen to by yourself, but if I got in the car with you, you wouldn't necessarily put on. Oh, oh, I didn't put that on. Or friends or fam. You know what I'm saying? Not just me, but like, uh, for instance, my, I'll give you mine. Mine was the first Hootie and the Blowfish album, Cracked Rear View. Yeah. Steve's, uh, Steve's was the first Clint Black album. I don't know who that is. He's a country singer. Oh, God. Hey, now, this is a safe space for That's talking fine. about guilty pleasure albums. That's fine. Oh, God. I bad ones. <laughs> What what would yours be, baby? Okay, I'm, probably like TLC, Waterfalls, or uh, um, maybe like lately it's been Selena Gomez. That's pretty. See bad. now, okay, Selena Gomez, I could say is guilty pleasure. I don't bad. even really think of TLC as guilty pleasure because it's when you're a kid. Like Hootie and the it's. it's I bet music. you you were listening to TLC at the same age I was listening to Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, you know about me ordering. Okay, so whenever I was like 12 years old, I ordered probably 10 different CDs at the same time consisting of, this is all guilty pleasures. Uh, TLC, two albums from them. Uh, Tom Petty, Greatest Hits. Uh, the Wallflowers. Um, Britney Spears, probably like her first album, because I just had to have it as a kid in middle school. It was mm -hmm. like, if you didn't, then you weren't cool, right? Also, 98 Degrees. Oh, my God. I, I had that album. I only listened Taking to two songs on it. Yeah, I know. Um, and You're going to find my Guilty Pleasure album funny then. Okay, what's that? I Honestly, the first Backstreet Boys CD. Oh, see? Yeah. See, but I, I was never it, down for... I, I, grew, I was in uh, NSYNC you know, or elementary schools. The first CD I got, I got down on every song on that album. It was my jam. Like, And to this day, when Larger Than Life comes on, I still am like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. That was, that was the album right there. 
But it's because I was a kid. I have never regretted saying that it was a safe space for guilty pleasure albums than I did right now. Oh my <laughs> right, god! That's like that's supposed. I, I yeah. would say I a know. lot of people have that, especially you asked me my guilty pleasure yeah. album. Like you dropped it, I, man. See, that's the thing. Backstreet Boys, ninety-eight degrees, and NSYNC were like public enemy number one when I now, was I didn't, I, around when they enough, came out because like I was into the hard stuff, corn right. and disturbed, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. You're and I'll never t-shirt. get over that. I I won't watch a Justin Timberlake movie, like. Uh, yeah, I Justin Timberlake. You don't like though, Jake I T? like no. that's a guilty pleasure now. Like he has some like pretty good stuff. And God, I would have never admitted that to young Jesse. Oh my God, how I would have told myself that you'll be like Selena oh. Gomez and Justin Timberlake. No, good. if I had, if I went back in time to fourteen-year-old Halls when he was fourteen, was going to his first metal concerts and was like, "Look, hear me out." In a little over a decade, you will be in a Lady Gaga tribute band. <laughs> and then shows you pictures of Lady Gaga, plays a couple of songs. <laughs> I would have been like, you're fucking wrong, lying. Wrong. Who is this fat guy with the big beard telling me? <laughs> All right. Next up, we got our buddy Vader Nick. And Vader Nick's a little upset because in my excitement last week, I sort of glazed over a piece of his question. Hey, Halls. I've been listening to Blue Harvest Pod ever since I heard from you. Oh, I'm rereading the same email I read last time. <laughs> Halls and Will. <clears throat> uh, Halls and hopefully Will. Not that Steve wasn't great. Thanks for the Chiefs condolences, by the way, Steve. Good man. I was pulling for your tide in the college football championship, so double bummer. But thanks nonetheless. I'm going to keep it short this week to not have a question get lost in the shuffle of a bunch of my babbling on. I give you issue two of last week's email. You kind of glossed over this part, but I ain't mad at you or nothing. I know you, like the rest of us, were completely fucking stoked at the fact that Blue Harvest has a home in the big leagues on the Making Star Wars podcast network. Fuck, I said short. Sorry. Issue two of last week's email. Based on the Rebels trailer, we are clearly going to Tatooine. How do you guys feel about the possibilities of Rebels showing us a pimply-faced adolescent Luke Skywalker? I truly do not want this. Why? Fuck, I don't know. But I feel strongly about it. I just don't want it. What do you guys think, Vader Nick? Okay, so yeah, we know that we are heading towards a rematch between Maul and Obi-Wan on Tatooine. We know Obi-Wan is there guarding Luke Skywalker. So, honestly, I'm kind of 50-50 on whether we'll see him or not. I doubt he plays any significant role in the events that happen in the show because I I feel like Luke's first um, introduction to the whole world of the Jedi and stuff should be in that fucking house on Obi-Wan's house on Tatooine in A New Hope. Right. And um, I'll be honest with you, Vader, Nick. I'm just not interested. Like, I'm just not interested in seeing it because the weight, just like Haas said, the weight of everything that happens in episode four is so much more important you know, when you haven't really gotten a glimpse of young Luke or young Obi-Wan. And at that point, what Obi-Wan do you use? Do you use like a younger version of Alec Guinness or like an older version of um, Ewan McGregor? Like, you know, well, just in Rebels, it looks like they're going Alec, McG- Alec McGinnis, Alec Guinness. McGinnis. Obi-Wan. So, it's, I mean, you know, it's only two years from Rogue One. 
and A New Hope, basically. So he's he's definitely Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan. Now, right. I think there is a, a way you could sort of work Luke in either through dialogue or a fa- far away shot, like where... You know, maybe Obi Wan, maybe Obi Wan is explaining to Kanan and Ezra like he's the new hope for the galaxy. You know, like I'm here. How old is he supposed to be at this point, Luke? Two years younger than he is in A New Hope. So So we're talking probably like mm, like seventeen. Yeah, you always hear that he's like maybe nineteen or twenty. Oh, in okay. A New Hope, so 17, 18 maybe. So really, he, he wouldn't even have to look that much differently than A New Hope, but I don't want him being a big part of it by any means. But if you see him off in the distance, or maybe even just see the Lars Moisture Farm off in the distance, and and Obi-Wan is standing over it on a ridge looking down on it or something, although there's not really that sort of geography. Whatever, I'm getting too deep in this. What I'm saying is I don't want Luke to play any big part I don't know that they would go through the trouble of making a model for Luke, like a 3D model for him. They did Leia, him. though, right? Yeah, but she was a part of the show. And that that right. makes sense. You know, Leia at that time, she's already, you know, doing stuff for the Rebellion. I mean, just in balance, it would make sure that you would at least get a glimpse of Luke. Oh, speaking of Leia. So, you know, in the Rebels episode, she gives she helps the Rebellion get those hammerhead cruisers. They right. take down the Star Destroyer in Rogue One, the ones that ran right. it. Yeah. I didn't notice. I think it was the last time we went to see it, in fact, uh, when we went to see it in, with the moving seats in D-Box. The Hammerhead Cruiser stays stuck in the Star Destroyer as oh, really? it crashes into the, the shield gate. Well, yeah. they put out this video on Star Wars, uh, their YouTube page, that's like a secrets behind Rogue One type deal. And they explain that if you look closely at that ship, the escape pods have been fired. So, like, they were like, you know what? Yeah, it's stuck in there, but they got to their escape pods and got out. Now, not that that went well for them. They either probably got captured by Vader's forces or their escape pods landed on Scarif and they got blown up by the Death Star anyway, so... But just a night, just one of those neat little details that they added into the movie that I really enjoy when they put that kind of attention to detail into it. That's that's John right. Knoll for you right there. Um, yeah, I don't want Luke to. I don't like that idea. Like I, I don't like the idea, but I wonder if they're going to pass it up for opportunity's sake alone. Like, well, we could show Luke, you know. Oh no, man. We'll see. What do you think? Do you think we should see Luke in Rebels? Um, I wouldn't think that they would focus on him at all either. I mean, I could see them doing it just to get him in there. It. Yeah, because and it couldn't you know, go off. Like they want to, they got to do whatever they can. Sometimes to it's me, Luke show. is not the story in this instance. The story is the rematch between Darth Maul and um. And Obi-Wan. Now, Ezra did ask the holocrons to show him a way to destroy the Sith. And he saw the twin sons of Tatooine. Which to me means the way you destroy the Sith is Luke Skywalker. That's Maybe they will see him from afar. Maybe Obi-Wan will explain who he is to them. And that will lead Ezra and Kanan off on a path that isn't being Jedi. Maybe that will be what leads them away from being Jedi so that by the time you get to a return of the Jedi, when, um, 
Yoda dies, he says, when gone am I the last of the Jedi, will you be to Luke? Because, you know, that seems to be the thing people sort of really have a problem with, with Kanan and Ezra in Rebels is, well, that's fine if you have a Jedi here now, but they need to be gone by Return of the Jedi. And a lot of people think, well, they're going to have to die. And seeing how they do their characters, like with Ahsoka and stuff, you can kind of wonder if they would really do that. But right. if they have them put down the moniker of Jedi to be something else, maybe they become Bindu. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they consider themselves Bindu in the middle. Then right. you can sort of skirt that issue of not being a Jedi. And, and, Yoda and that's what Ahsoka concerned. does. Yeah, that is true. I feel like maybe Kanan's going to die, but Ezra won't be Jedi. <sighs> yeah, I kind of get that feeling too. Yeah. about Kanan just because he serves that master role and right. that never really turns out all that well for the masters you know what I'm saying right I'll tell you something I mean just through observing numbers of Jedi and their falls to the dark side I mean I can even see why the Jedi wanted you when you were young because a lot of these young Jedi that are you know learning the way at a young age fall to the dark side hard yep yep it's powerful um, next up, we have our buddy Carl from England, and his email is titled Ashes. Hey, Halls and Will. It's your buddy Carl from England here. Congrats on having your awesome podcast on the Making Star Wars Network. I'm still Thanks, playing catch up with your earliest podcast starting from current and working back to the start. I just listened to episode 49 with Johnny as guest, and you were talking about Kylo Ren's ashes in his bucket where he puts his helmet and the ashes being the ashes of people he has killed. Okay. You remember that from Ref Yeah, definitely. The Force Awakens, he takes his helmet off and he puts it in the kitty litter. <laughs> if that's so, then do we think Lor Santeca's ashes are there too? Even though we didn't see him get burnt up after Kylo sliced him down on Jakku. What do you guys think about this? Keep up the great podcast, Carl. Now... You know what I think? What? Kylo Ren's pretty creepy to keep all those dead people's ashes. <laughs> See, okay, all right. Fair enough. He's um, a creepy guy. So yeah. I... He just has emotional problems. The only thing we've gotten about those ashes is from J.J. Abrams, and he's like, yeah, those are the ashes of people he's killed. I always kind of envisioned I, that those were the ashes of all the Jedi he killed in Luke's oh, academy. Get out of my head, dude. Right? I was like, you know how poetic it would be if those were the ashes of the fallen Jedi yeah. on you know, Luke's first class? Now, that's not confirmed or anything. That's just what I think. And the reason I think that is because, you know, I feel like he thinks he draws power from them or right. something. That would be and, very Kylo Ren. Right. Like it, right. He thinks he draws power from doing evil things. So... Yeah, that's kind of what I think. Now, it, maybe they're the ashes of just everybody he's killed. And if that's the case, yeah, I bet you they took Max von Sydow and threw his ashes in there too. Because they sure did burn down that fucking Jakku village. Yeah. Maybe that's why Kylo likes to uh, roll with flame troopers. Is so they can burn people up and he can take their ashes. Hmm. Fucking smart, you guys. <laughs> All right, next up we got our buddy Peter. Hey, guys. Thanks for that damn Kia D song you guys played. Now I can't get that shit out of my damn head. Exactly. But, but seriously, I love it. I wish I had that kind of musical talent. His dick measuring battle with Kit Fisto is fantastic. Fitzo needs to up his game because Mundy's got a headboard that looks like that AT-AT wall that Ray was counting down the days on in The Force Awakens. 
Don't bring in a black light into Kia D's room because it'll look like a fucking crime scene. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That's all he had to say. All right, next up we got Kylo Reb Halls. Congrats on getting the best Star Wars podcast on the best Star Wars podcast network. It's about time. Thanks, buddy. Everybody has been really it's awesome. It's really awesome, though. Everybody's like, been real it's, cool. Um, it's, it's, it's a proud moment for you. It's very... I got to say, uh, talking to Jason was nice. It was really nice when he called me to talk about the network. It was funny because we talked for like an hour or two for a little while. About 15 or 20 minutes of that was fucking podcast network talk. The rest was talking about Stardew Valley. <laughs> and man, him calling because me and Stardew asking. Stardew Valley is, is the best. It's, it's so addictive. Just be, uh, and, and, and that call could not have come at a better time. Man, talk about good timing. All right. Fun tip. Everybody should rock out to the Kia D song on one and a half speed at least once. It's so freaking metal when it's sped up just a bit. Got a really dark Rebels prediction. Full disclosure, I sent this into Rogue One this week, but Johnny Grasso ran out of time. Here's some facts to consider. Thrawn must kick ass. The Ghost crew can't all die. The Mandos are going to follow Sabine and join the Rebellion in some capacity. We don't see any Mandalorian presence at Scarif or the original trilogy. See where I'm going? What if new canon Thrawn is essentially responsible for the destruction of the Mandalorian race? Imagine Sabine's guilt and anger if she has called them into battle only to result in the near extinction of her people. Thrawn has learned that the ghost crew is especially vulnerable to family connections, but back in the Hera's Heroes episode. <clears throat> what a crushing moment it would be for the Rebel Alliance to secure a relationship with the proud warriors of Mandalore only to see them destroyed for standing up to the Empire and Thrawn. This would allow a meaningful story for Thrawn, a truly, emotional a truly emotional loss for the mature fans, and nothing too scarring for the little kids who just love Chopper. I know the thought of Mando's being slaughtered isn't too exciting for you, buddy, but what do you think? Whoo, that's a lot to unpack. Now, he's got a good point. Sabine is looking to reunite the Mandalorian clans and get them on the side of the rebels to fight the Empire. And we have yet to see in Rogue One or any of the original trilogy movies an army of Mandalorians fighting for the rebels. Right. So So maybe they do all get wiped out. Maybe they do that. And then, because, you know, back in the day, like, do you remember, Will, where, like, I, I don't know if this is just one of those things you assumed as a Star Wars fan where they were like, Boba Fett is the last Mandalorian. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do you now, remember I that? I just knew that he was. You know, like, I don't remember where I learned that. Um, but yeah, so maybe that's how you get to that story. And then maybe Boba Fett gets out of the Sarlacc, finds the fucking Darksaber. You have Boba Fett with a black lightsaber remaking the Mandalorian people, the Warriors of Mandalore, in a spinoff movie set after Return of the Jedi, Give It To Me Now, and a Tar Vizsla movie. Come That's on, guys. Intense. Come on, guys. That's what I want. Um, Just write it. Yeah. They're not going to take an unsolicited oh, sure. Boba it. Fett script from a fat guy now, though. Send it to him. I just feel like. <laughs> I love how good it is. I do a podcast. I love that you have that confidence in me. I do. But it's not going to happen. Mm. Plus, I don't want that pressure. Whew. It's giving me anxiety to think about that. Because 
I've talked about it before. If I wrote the Boba Fett movie and it came out and people were like, that was dog shit. Do you know how <laughs> heartbroken I would be? Heartbroken. Yeah. People would be like, he ruined Boba Fett. And I'd be like, what? Well, what if everybody, most people were like, yeah, it was, it was, it was really good. But then there's like a minority that's like, I hate it. I think it's hard not to let a man. And like, how would you not let the minority bother uh, you? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I wouldn't. I've never been in that position. Interesting. Ask Huey. Ask Huey Bull. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, interesting enough, our next email is from a motherfucking Mandalorian. Our buddy, <laughs> Vinny the Mandalorian, the Mando Kenobi. Woo! First off, guys, congrats on becoming part of the Making Star Wars Network. I followed them back in the Tumblr day, and they've definitely come a long way. This is definitely a day long remembered. I'm going to miss the Friday release, but it gives me a chance to write in in time. Haha. <laughs> and now to the questions. What do you guys think about the red text in the title release? We all know Lucasfilm Limited doesn't do anything without a purpose. Could the red text signify the awakening of the dark side? Um, let's hit that real quick. Something I didn't bring up. I don't know that Lucasfilm really has much say in the marketing anymore. Obviously, they did back in the George Lucas days. But I think Disney handles... They're, they're like, you guys make the movie. We'll handle the marketing. And I you say this so? I say this because of some stuff Gareth Edwards said about the marketing for Rogue One. Like, they put things in the trailer that he specifically told them, hey, that's not going to be in the movie. Oh, really? And they were like, eh, it sort of sums up the movie really well, though, so we want to put it in the trailer. And I think that's more of a Disney thing. Right. So, so with the posters, I actually think the posters thing is just a like somebody in marketing decision, not necessarily really tied into the movie. And I think, honestly, it could be that they don't want the teaser poster for The Last Jedi to look just like the one with The Force Awakens with a different title. So they changed the Star Wars logo to red. That's just where I am right now. Tangent time. <clears throat> We're definitely going to get a darker tone in The Last Jedi, but I don't understand the fear some people have when it comes to how dark it will be. This is not a TV show on Disney XD. There's no way we're going to walk out of the theater saying, eh, could have been darker and more depressing. This is a full-length movie from Lucasfilm Limited, not from Disney. We should know that the middle movie is real the, where the real fun begins. I agree with you guys. We haven't gotten the perfect Star Wars movie, but we have gotten some amazing stuff so far. We as a fandom have to chill a bit and let Lucasfilm expand the universe and hopefully bring in more Mandos. Congrats again on joining the MSW Network. Best, Vinny the Mando. P.S. Shoot me an address or P.O. box and I'll ship those patches. ASAP, Vody. Brothers. Uh, I'm going to take care of that, Will. We're going to have some motherfucking Mandalorian patches. Ooh, I'm going to get it sewed right chill. into my skin. Mm, no. That seems don't really painful. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, there. it's weird how fragmented the fandom can be sometimes where people are generally really excited but then you get the people that are like I want it to be dark but it's not going to be dark because it's Disney and Disney's bullshit I don't agree with that look I mean all I got to say to those people is you killed Han Solo in the first one yeah like yeah exactly bro if it gets a bunch darker than that you're gonna have a lot of people check out like I know things got to get bad because it's the second movie and then you know you resolve that in the third one but if it gets killing Han Solo bad, like you're gonna you're gonna overstep your boundary. Like there still needs to be 
that twinkle of hope. Like, right. I mean, you released, you know, I don't even know how to describe them. What are the uh, Rathars? Right. That's pretty horrifying. That's, I mean, yeah, not my favorite part of that movie, but the concept of those things rolling around like, and dark and eating people. Like they're like rolling maws with tentacles that devour everything in their wake. Will, do you want to know a little Star Wars rumor and speculation about Episode Eight? Yeah, I do. Guys, if you are staying completely spoiler-free on Episode Eight, you, there's a, like a little 30 or 15 second skip button. Skip like two minutes. That's all. It's this is nothing big, but there's a rumor that uh, Ray is going to fight a sea monster. A sea monster in Episode Eight on Oct Two. Mm, I don't like that. I love that. You like that? Yeah. Why? I I think the big monster fight is a big part of Star Wars. You have yeah. Luke versus the Rancor. You have Anakin, Padme, and Obi-Wan fighting all the creatures on Geonosis. Yeah. You're on an island planet. Monsters just have never really been my thing. You know, I don't like yeah. enjoy like a But King like Kong I or... think it could be really badass to see badass Ray with her lightsaber taking on a big old sea monster. Yeah. We'll I think see. it would be awesome. And the only reason I'm scared is because, and I guarantee everybody else is, their mind immediately goes to Phantom Menace with um, the, the Gungan, the you stuff know, underwater. With, yeah. But see, this is the thing. You're talking fucking 18 years later. It's going to look no, way better. It is. Yeah, I mean, they and, and it may be fought on the surface. Things. You know, yeah. she may fight like a. Oh, I don't think it's under. I, to me, it was a situation where she's on land and the sea monsters in the water like you know what i'm saying i don't see right. her like swimming around underwater with a lightsaber like that one clone wars arc like i think it's going to be like the kraken fight almost in attack of the titan or attack no, 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 clash of the titans yeah all right well we got one more voicemail before we call it a night and this is from our buddy luke he's going to be coming on the show at some point he is a expert pop uh, funko pop collector and McRib enthusiast. I like one of those things. Luke hates the McRib that came up on Rogue One this uh, week, and I was like, God damn, oh, okay. I love a good McRib. Yeah, no. What do you think about the McRib, Will? Um, I think it's a fantastic idea with subpar execution, but I yeah. I, I, I At, get behind. Can Will That's Chef gross. Will? Can I talk to real Will going through the McDonald's drive-through real quick? Yeah. What do you think about the McRib? I have I have two. <laughs> my man nailed it alright here we go hey Haas and Will this is Luke I just wanted to uh, first of all wish you guys congratulations on joining the making Star Wars network it's awesome and a long time coming you guys definitely deserve Thank it you. Uh, secondly Haas it was awesome speaking with you Johnny and Eric on Rogue One this week it was a lot of fun and, um, but my question is, I, it's about Kylo Ren. Remember when we first saw Kylo Ren, like the first immediate reactions from everybody was, oh, he's this giant bitch, he's a pussy, just an emo brat. In my opinion, and I, and I, and I kind of wanted to know if your guys is, if you ever had that opinion of him and if it's still going on today. Because me personally, I think Kylo is not a bitch, not a pussy, none of that. I think he's uh, a confused uh, man who has daddy issues for sure. 
but um, I think he's going to surprise us quite a bit in episode eight and nine. Uh, and maybe on beyond that, and uh, I just want to know what your guys' opinion on was him now. You know, a year a year later, how do you feel about Kylo Ren? Thanks. He's a bitch. He killed Han Solo. <laughs> See, and that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like now, the dude killed Han Solo. Coupled with, have you ever seen an episode of Girls? That's pretty much <laughs> yeah. with you know. You just assume Adam Driver is that. You know, that's a preconceived notion mm-hmm. that a lot of people put on Kylo Ren. Because they've seen Adam Driver in something where he oozes douchiness. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now let me say that was a terrible character. I am not a fan of Adam Driver because of girls. Just like Will said, like seeing him in girls, I was like, Mm-mm, don't I like didn't him. Say he did a bad job. Right. Right. He's yeah. a like a like a sparkling However, dick. You know, like uh, yeah. However, excellent villain. I do like him as Kylo. Like. Yeah. When you consider that the other choice was, did you know this? This came out sort of recently. Did you hear that who they said um, they were thinking about no. casting no. for um, Kylo Ren? Um, Newt's commander. Oh, really? The, Eddie Redmayne. I thought you were about to, for a second. Dave I, Thomas, founder of Wendy's. Yes. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's something I've not explained on the podcast. We'll have to do that sometime when we have a little more time. We'll explain the Dave oh. Thomas game. You can do it real quick. Well, hold on. Let's get back to the Kylo okay. question. L- Luke's got Funkos to shop for okay. and yeah, ribs yeah, yeah. to eat. You know what I'm I, saying? And satchels I, to find. Luke got, loves a good satchel. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? It's a little inside joke between me and my buddy Luke. Um, <clears throat> so, I think he's an excellent villain for Star Wars. How do you make us? Uh, you like you should hate the villain. You should think the vel- like dislike the villain. I always feel I, like. I like Kylo Ren because he is so tortured. Yes, and he did that honestly, well. Honestly, Adam Driver's performance of that torture is compelling. It is. Yeah, I, I agree. He did I, a good job, but it's he's yeah. You know what I'm saying? The reason everyone thinks too. Kylo Ren is a bitch is because Adam Driver seems like a bitch. Yes. Now in real life. Am I excited to see where Kylo goes forward? Yes. The one thing is, though, I don't want him redeemed. I don't want Kylo redeemed. If Well, I take that back. He can get redeemed in Episode Nine, but I want him to die just right after. I think just the like looming question Darth Vader. is that Princess Leia kind of set up is that um, uh, Snoke, mm-hmm. it, Snoke somehow corrupted. Yeah. And we know that it was sort of from a year. I am. So if you get rid of Snoke, is Ben Solo worthy of redemption? That's the big question. Once you, you know, do you eliminate him on the way to Snoke or do you eliminate Snoke and try to redeem him? The fucking Kylo Ren of cats, Jet Li, is on the table right now getting crazy love from Jesse. That's a pretty good description knowing Jet Li, isn't it, Will? Mm-hmm. The Kylo Ren Kylo of cats, Ren of cats, or the mm-hmm. Cartman of cats, or um, yeah, you know I, I don't know, man. There's the, I know the story of Star Wars is a redemption story. So if they want to redeem him in nine, that's fine. I don't think you should be allowed to live though if you kill Han Solo. Patricide. It's hard, I mean, especially know. when your dad is Han, the man. Solo, like I know, Anakin killed a bunch of kids. I know this. I know he betrayed the Jedi Order. I Anakin know this. Did not kill his kids. 
he didn't kill his kids. He also didn't kill a character I've been in love with since I was four years old, Han Solo. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's different. I know it's fucked up to say, but a group of fictional kids you have no attachment to versus Han freaking Solo. It's just different. It's no just attachment different. to. He's supposed to be their teacher. He's supposed to be their master. No, I know. I know that. I'm saying us as viewers. Like, we don't know those characters. Right. There's you know nothing invested there. Yeah. Oh, I know that. Look, what's worse? Some They're both terrible, but what's worse? Someone killing a bunch of kids or someone killing their father? Someone killing a bunch of kids. It, in real life, gotten, that is worse. It might have gotten in an R rating, or I don't know. But, you know, honestly, that would have that would have sold me on Anakin's trip to the dark side if you had sown some sort of relationship with one of those padawans in there somehow and then you, then i see the yeah. scene of him just yeah i mean that would definitely the, be worse but <laughs> you could make you hate darth vader yeah and you could definitely have worked that in in just like a small scene show him talking to one of those kids and like tutoring him smiling a little bit. at him or you know like, and, and like no your form's bad you got to do this you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. But that is dark that is dark um <laughs> but so. yeah, I I am really looking forward to see where Kylo goes. There's some been some hints out on making Star Wars that the costume's going to change a little bit, and I like that. Like I like the idea of his costume evolving. I want to see him become more fucked up and mechanical. I want him to to get closer to the whole Darth Vader thing. The other I thing is Darth Vader was redeemed, but he died in the process. Yeah, right. I mean, that's sort of like I a... just assume that that's the route they'll go. Last minute redemption, death. I see a lot of people that want like the next trilogy to be Kylo Ren as a good guy. I mean, they oh, may no. redeem him really? after Leia dies. I mean, they they could go that route where like yeah. he has like a. I think, I think Kylo Ren is too tortured for that. Honestly, I I will give the possibility that he'll come back to the light side in the end, but to deal with everything you did mm-hmm. as a Sith. You know, I don't know that he can ever be the hero of a trilogy. I feel and like it he's would be gonna dark. be a martyr. If he if he right. goes kind over of like to, Darth right, Vader. Exactly. Yeah. He's gonna just be a martyr. That's just how it's gonna have to be. Okay. Let's assume Kylo dies. Let's assume Ray isn't a solo. What would you guys feel about if Finn took the last name solo? Because Han Solo was kind of like for that brief time, sort of his mentor and his father figure. I wouldn't care. I, I, I like mean, that. I like that. Finn I, Solo. I, yeah, I think I mean, Finn doesn't have a last name. I think the fact that Finn doesn't have a last name is part of his character. Yeah, and like the fact that he doesn't have a last name and Han Solo sort of mentored him and, and steered but him. Not for like long enough to be a I know, but form, you know? But like, also, for... Luke Skywalker knew Obi-Wan Kenobi for about 20 minutes in A New right. Hope and he was real bummed. He was more bummed after Obi-Wan died than when his uncle, aunt and uncle died. So in Star Wars time, I think it's enough. Yeah. You're probably but. right. I mean, people do... Make a big impact. Well, thanks for uh, leaving the message, uh, Luke. Um, here's a little handy tip. If you get some heartburn from all those McRibs, get you a little glass of water, mix in a little baking soda, and drink it. Heartburn no more. Heartburn no more, my friend. How many times can I say that this poor dude you know, that hates McRibs love, loves McRibs? I, I just can't think about how, how good a quality a McRib, McRib ever. 
You never had a McRib? I've had like half of one before. Oh, yeah. It is not up you your alley. A, uh-uh. It's got pickles and shit on it. It's disgusting. You take a king Hawaiian like a roll? It's steak to me. Mm. Like a, like a Salisbury steak patty. Recipes for Will. From yeah, Will. Here, here, all right, here this, we go. This episode's recipe. You take a hoagie style king Hawaiian roll. Uh-huh. You roll the inside. of the, You slice it down the middle sandwich wise. You roll the inside with butter and you sear that on a flat surface so it gets nice and golden brown. Then you take your ribs that you've been uh, grilled and then broiled until the meat has almost fallen off. And you paint that same exact McRib sauce, a little buffalo, a little barbecue all over those ribs till they're just soaking with that sauce. And then you lay that on the toasted bun, uh, a couple dill pickle slices, a couple fresh chopped white onion. You put the top on that bitch and that will be better than a McRib. That would be better than a McRib could ever be. Well, of course. When we make burgers at the house, it's better than a McDonald's burger. But I also can't drive up in the drive-thru and be like, give me a sack full of McRibs. You know I know, I know. It's it's really easy to pull up and say, give me 12 microwave McRibs. pork and barbecue with onions and pickles. Look, like. Chef Will, I understand. I'm not saying the McRib is the pantheon of all foods, that it's the best, I'm most healthy, most quality food. I'm just saying... I'm saying good. that I could make a McRib ashamed of itself is all that I'm absolutely. saying. Yeah. I'm sure you could. Uh, absolutely. I am not. It begs oh, to be. Also, speaking on that, my sister told me to tell you that she went to Paris and she had a croque madame and she said that your croque madame was a million times better than what she had in Paris. Oh, that's so nice. She Just did so say know, that. I, I was right there. She was right there when she said I was right there when she said that. That is true. Tell her I appreciate that. Yep. Will, you got to get on this recipes with Will thing. People want it on the show. It's going to have to be its own segment because I feel like like we might need to record it separately because I feel like it would take over too much of the real show. You know what I mean? No. No. We'll, we'll talk about it. All right. Well, guys, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for recording with me, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for recording with me, my love. Yep. Anytime. I'm, I'm glad Good you were to off you, tonight. You, yeah, you're normal. I know. I always were. You haven't been off on a recording night in a little while. And when I came to go to dinner with you tonight, I was like, you want to be on a podcast? And yeah. you were real excited. Mm-hmm. You were like, yeah. I was like, that's my lady. I'm, uh, disagreeable as always just because I have to be. <laughs> that I don't feel like you're argumentative. There's a difference uh, okay. between disagreeable and argumentative. Yeah. That, that's what a podcast is for is disagreements and debates I it's know. not like you're you're like fuck you you're wrong yeah sorry to always like, okay, be a naysayer I'm y'all i'm just uh i'm quite well, the cynic i love you and thank you for coming on anytime uh you guys you know what you guys should do you should leave us some five-star reviews on itunes i haven't pimped that in a little while we could use nope. a couple more reviews don't make jason regret well you know what people are mad that they didn't get their fan fiction Will, oh, you, yeah, we fuck. have to do fan okay. fiction. Like, okay. Seriously. Look, guys, I am on four podcasts this week. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what happened. We hit the reviews and then you blew yeah. up with podcasts. Okay. <laughs> I'm on four podcasts this week, plus work, plus trying to uh, uh, organize with my best friend to come on. I will make it. It will happen. I promise. I'm sorry it's taken so long. I'm so <laughs> sorry it's taken so long. I am incredibly apologize. busy. We'll get to it. We will get to it. You're busy. We'll get to it. They'll love it when I we do it. I didn't think about that. You're doing four podcasts. In week. one That's week. Like... Sith List on Sunday, Rogue One on Tuesday, this tonight on Thursday, tomorrow, Steel call-in show. Fuck, I feel like the prettiest girl in the room, y'all. <laughs>
Shit, everybody wants to dance with Hoss. Um, if you like the theme music to our show, you should check out the wonderful band who provided it for us. They are Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, on Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And they have so many great albums. Like, if you like the first album, go back. Like, they're a great, you know, Stone Cobra has great albums. Yeah, th- I don't know why they don't really pimp that first split they did with that band. Um, fuck, what was that band called? Arclight. Arclight. Oh, yeah, I used to play that in my Cavalier all mm-hmm. the time. I did. That's a good album, man. That's and a great album, dude. I remember Will and I used to... That was the sound of the summer that one summer. <laughs> we used to hang out and listen to this one. We would just sit on the couch in his room and watch, you know, the um, the Xbox 360 visualizer where you could put <laughs> yep. music in and it would do all the crazy colors on the mm-hmm, screen yeah. and listen to this one song, High Tides, on there. <laughs> okay, so the set list for my funeral starts off with Kia D. Mundy. As my shot, or Kia D. Cockhead, as my ashes get shot into space, High Tides by Stone Cobra. Oh my god, that's gonna be a hard ass funeral. It's gonna be like a biker funeral. <laughs> and all right, it's gonna be like a Star Wars rally where like all of your <laughs> listeners come out. Like, I mean, let's let's not get too recent with this with these funeral plans. Like, no, I'm not talking recent. It'll let's be keep like them just fifty years in the future. Were you about you to say four years in the future? No, you got plans. She took out an insurance policy on you. Is what it was. I did. I'm gonna push you in front of a. She's gonna black widow you your ass. If having some money from getting rid of oh me makes God. me happy, that's cool. <laughs> Just turn me into a, a little diamond right. and a nipple ring. And the, first, the first time you put that in, put that put that little piece of Hall's jewelry in, I want you to listen to a little cry. Oh, God. That'll be the last time I ever listened to that. sun okay. comes up tomorrow. If you passed away, I would listen to Refugee by Tom Petty every now and then. <laughs> Just because I knew it's a song that makes you happy. Even though I don't really like it. But you don't but have to Hootie, live like a refugee. But Hootie. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. It's Hootie. I'll <laughs> listen to the Food Fighters all the time for you. And okay. you know how much I used to not listen to them before. And not that they're a bad band, just that I was like... Everlong is one never, of our songs. Oh, yeah, I know. And that's the only song I used to listen to. Acoustic version. Of course, because <laughs> you're an elitist. You want to know it's horrible? <laughs> I, I'm, I remember Hootie and the Blowfish so well. That anytime I see Darius Rucker in his country, oh, I know. Like God. I think, Hootie and the Country Fish. Like that's just what <laughs> goes through my mind. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Make sure to leave us some reviews. Check out our stuff on T Public. Check out Stoned Cobra. Check out all the other amazing podcasts on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Have a good week. Love your neighbor. Love each other. Joe, that's for you, buddy. I noticed you haven't written in a couple weeks. Do you not like us anymore because of the Kia D song, Joe? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, he's a busy guy. We talked about the Grand Tour yesterday. Um, oh, it's a good show. I like it. I, uh, I always watch. Um, <laughs> it's it's. I love to see the road trips, of course. Oh, yeah. Those are the good episodes. Have you seen any of that yet, Will? No. The Grand I've Tour? I've seen a commercial for it, oh. and I was like, where do I find this? And then it said it was on Amazon um, Prime. Prime. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Well, guys. Thanks for listening. Leave us some reviews. All yada 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 for Blue Harvest. I'm a, a Star Wars podcast. I was I almost said for Blue Harvest. I'm a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> for Blue you Harvest. Are. <sighs> 
This week, maybe. Of a walking Star Wars podcast. <laughs> rolling, rolling. You don't have to rub it in. <laughs> For Blue Harvest, the Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Jesse McCarty. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs>